0: That's investher, H-E-R, con.com, promo code 100, best ever to get $100 off your ticket.
1: Freeing up your actual time through passive income. The reason that's so important is to discover the world, to discover yourself, to have the time and the flexibility to do what you want. With your time.
0: First, a quick word from our best ever partner, PropStream. PropStream is an all in one platform that gives you the tools you need to reach more leads, book more meetings, and close more deals with less work. With PropStream, you can find vacant and off market properties in seconds, nationwide or specific to any zip code. You can skip trace owner information, find cash buyers specific to an area, and find other investors to potentially partner with or fund your deals. PropStream provides you the comprehensive data and market insight you need to be at the top of your real estate game. PropStream also features state-of-the-art marketing tools that allow you to send out direct mail postcards and ringless voicemail. Even if you're not in real estate, PropStream can help you locate high net worth individuals to invest in your non-real estate business. Or if you are in real estate, then you can find them to invest in your real estate business. You can use this tool to find people who have millions of dollars in equity in their homes, and you can reach out to them via email, telephone, or snail mail. This is the perfect real estate investing tool for wholesalers and real estate agents, real estate investors, and entrepreneurs. I love how easy the PropStream website is to use. With a few clicks, you can review comps in the area or estimate rehab costs prior to purchasing a property. Act now to take advantage of the plethora of properties that have and will continue to hit the market during this time. And best ever listeners, do you know we got something special for you? You're going to receive a free 7-day all-access trial to experience all the features this powerful tool has. And you'll experience it firsthand. Just go to your7dayfreetrial.com. That's Y-O-U-R, the number 7, dayfreetrial.com. Get started with this. Get your seven day free trial. And start growing your business even more so than you have been. Quick disclaimer, the views and opinions expressed in this podcast are provided for informational purposes only and should not be construed as an offer to buy or sell any securities or to make or consider any investment or course of action. For more information, go to bestevershow.com. Best ever listeners, today's guest is being interviewed by Theo Hicks. You know Theo, he's with us every Friday on Follow Along Friday You're going to get a lot of value from this conversation. So with that being said, let's get going.
2: Hello, best of listeners, and welcome to the best real estate investing advice ever show. I'm Theo Hicks, and I'm back today with Travis Watts. Travis, how are you doing today? Theo, doing great, man. Excited. Yep, me too. So this is Travis and I second time together on the show. We're going to talk about mostly passive investing, but also a little bit about Travis as well. So as a reminder, Travis is a full-time passive investor. He's been investing in real estate since 2009 in multifamily, single family, and vacation rentals. He's also the director of investor relations at Ashcroft Capital, and he dedicates his time to educating others who are looking to be more hands-off in real estate, which is again, the purpose of this. So today we're going to talk about tips for navigating 2020. We're going to expand upon a blog post that Travis wrote called Five Tips for Navigating 2020. So we're gonna go over five particular tips. We're gonna go at one at a time and then we're gonna probe Travis a little bit more to get some more information out of him. So the first tip for better navigating 2020 is to educate, educate, educate. So since we are working from home, can't really travel, we should be focusing on educating ourselves. And Travis gave us some examples. And obviously once we are able to work not at home again, and travel. We should still be focusing on educating, but since this is focusing on 2020, the whole point is that we have a lot of extra time. Let's say it takes you half an hour to get to work, 10 minutes to get into work, so 40 minutes total commute. You have an extra hour and 20 minutes of time every single day to spend doing something else. So you add in, let's say, 20 minutes extra per day of, of educating multiplied over every single day for all 2020 is imagine how much further towards your goals you're going to be so the question that i had for, for travis here to get more personal is what is your go-to form of education in so the blog I gave a couple of examples online events webinars books podcasts how-to videos bigger pockets blog no this is really really probably an unlimited amount of ways you can educate yourself so what are some of the go-to things that you like to do to stay up to date on your industry as well as progress towards your goals Sure,
1: Theo. I guess just to back up real quick, just for a minute. So the reason that I wrote this particular blog, for those that don't know, I spend my weeks on the phone with investors nationwide, right? Just talking about COVID and passive investing. And through this process, having hundreds, well, I'm sure thousands at this point over time of these calls, what I've noticed as a trend since March is so much fear and uncertainty, Right. So a lot of these questions are Are you investing right now? Or I think I might sit on the sidelines for the year or whatever. So I've always been a huge advocate for self education. I mean, my whole life, more so when I got into the real estate space kind of post 2009. So I guess I'm an an eternal optimist to an extent, but I was just thinking the other day, there's got to be a handful of things that I could put together here for people to help them through a crazy year like this one, which of course we've never seen before, but also reminds me a lot of when I got started in real estate in 2009, right? There was a ton of fear. A lot of people, I think we talked about on our last show, just saying. Do I invest right now? Is it the bottom? Everything looks horrible. The news is putting fear into everybody. So these are just some helpful tips for 2020 that anybody can do just to keep propelling yourself forward and to take advantage of what we can take advantage of. Obviously, we can't do a lot of things that we were doing pre-March. So anyway, that's the little backstory behind the blog. You asked me what my favorite source of staying educated is. Is that the question? Yep. Cool. Boy, I don't know if I have a favorite, but I really like just having conversations with people. So I do have some mentors in my network. And even if they're not a mentor, if they're just a peer or anybody, I like just conversing. So what I was doing before COVID was going around to conferences and just meeting people and just kind of picking their brain and trying to add value to them as much as I'm getting in the conversation. So I would resort back to that. Now, If you don't have a big network or you're just getting started kind of in the space, you mentioned bigger pockets, just online forums, right? Not to drop a a name brand, but just anywhere that you could go online and just have a conversation or post a topic like the ones that we just talked about, like who's investing right now in July, 2020, what are your thoughts? And just to get 40 different answers to that is probably my favorite. I think I get the most benefit out of that, but I do them all just to be clear I've got four books on my Audible right now. I listen to podcasts every week. I'm reading two books. So I I just, whatever. They're different courses for different horses, however that goes. (laughs) But uh, anyhow, everybody's different. But I just want to point out that there's a lot of ways to self-educate. I know some people are visual learners. Some people are audio. Some people like to connect face-to-face. Take advantage of these Zoom calls. They're incredible. Seriously, they're incredible. Or say about 20% of the calls I have people ask if I'm willing to do a zoom call with them. Sure. Absolutely. It's free. It's convenient. Why not? So anyway, long winded answer, but those are some ideas.
2: Yeah. That's what I going to say that you would go to these conferences and have one-on-one conversation with people to educate people. Another really good strategy that I implemented was to reach out to people on bigger pockets or in your local markets, targeting them with your keywords They're in your local market, they're in, if you're just getting started of real estate in general, or if you're kind of further along and you know what specific type of niche you want to be involved in, uh, you reach out to them, you can see them in person get coffee. Now, since you necessarily might not be able to do that depending on where you live, don't use that as an excuse to just not do it, right? Travis gave you a, a perfect example, as opposed to saying, hey, do you mind grabbing coffee? Say, hey, do you mind hopping on Skype or Zoom or FaceTime, whatever type of video conferencing software. And if you don't want to do that, you can even just do do audio on the phone, right? So don't attempt to use that as a reason to not educate yourself. Obviously, this question is not going to make sense for your going to conferences, but for the other types of education that you do, you mentioned podcasts, audio books, reading. Do you have a block of time set off in your calendar every day to spend education Do you do it every single day or every other day? Is it something that you kind of just do whenever you have time? What's the best approach to make sure you're actually doing this?
1: That's a great question. I've tried a lot of different things over the years. 2015 was like my most disciplined year. Again, on the last episode, I think we kind of touched on reading 52 books a year. So I had a very structured schedule day to day for that. Anymore, I really don't. But I want to throw this out there just as kind of a caveat. If you can... Be disciplined enough to just tell yourself, I will educate myself for 30 minutes today or 60 minutes today. I will do that. And if you're the type of person that can make that happen without a schedule, that's kind of me in a sense. But I know a lot of folks can't. So I would recommend that you try to break it up into smaller chunks instead of just trying to say, I'm going to do two hours of reading every single morning because there's going to come a morning that you don't or you can't. And here's why I don't keep a schedule, especially before COVID. My wife and I, we travel a ton, so we're always on the go. So I can't say at 8.15, I'm going to read for 60 minutes. Sometimes I can't do that. I'm in transit or I'm driving. So I have to switch up to an audible or a podcast, right? And then that's going to depend on how much time I have. Like you mentioned the 30 minute commute to work. I used to, when I worked a W2 gig, I had about a 45 minute commute. So I would find podcasts that were between 30 minutes and 40 minutes. I would structure it to that. So I had more of a routine and more of a schedule, but it's chaos anymore. But I get it in. Even if it's the last thing, if it's 11 o'clock at night, I haven't done it. I jump on YouTube and it's like how to blah, 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 or somebody's thoughts on yada, yada. I don't get on YouTube to waste time. I get on there as an education tool 90% of the time. I do watch some travel documentary stuff and whatnot. But anyhow, it's different for everyone. But I think breaking it up could be easy. Just say, I'm going to read for 15 minutes in the morning. Fifteen minutes after lunch, and maybe fifteen minutes before bed. That makes it for some folks a lot more achievable than just saying I'm going to cut out forty-five minutes right before bed every night. Right? You and I know there's going to be nights where you're just too tired, and it just doesn't happen. So at least you got two or three. <laughs> so
2: exactly. Like how you mentioned that it's a lot easier to listen or to just watch, and it's like actively read. So if you aren't able to get that reading aspect in earlier in the day, and you are too tired. Just put on a 10-minute YouTube video and just sit there. Even if you're not paying attention, for most of it, at least you'll get something. All right, so that's number one. Educate, educate, educate. The second tip for navigating 2020 is to redefine your goals and investing criteria. And you mentioned in this piece that your goal isn't necessarily a dollar amount that you want to make. Or I want to make $100 in cash flow every single month. Or I want to increase my equity by whatever, 12% over five years. Obviously, that's important. But what's more important you say is what's the underlying reason why you want to make that money in, in the first place. So my question to you, and you mentioned, what is it that you really want to achieve in life? So I can either answer both these questions or just one, but either for you or for all of the investors you speak with, what are these types of things that they really want to achieve through this passive income
1: source? It's funny. I made this mistake in 2009, I guess. It- If you and I were having this conversation and and you asked me, what are your goals? It would have most definitely been a number. This much cash flow, this much equity, this much, it's all numbers, right? I was not going deep enough. And here's the importance. Let me just paint this picture. I ask people all the time about their goals and their objectives, their five-year plan, 10-year, what's the ultimate? And here's what I hear all the time. 10000 a month cash flow. But what I rarely hear is be more charitable, spend this much time with my family, plan the specific trip that we've always wanted to do, but never had the chance to. That's your real why. That's the actual goal. That's digging beneath the surface. Maybe the 10000 a month cash flow makes that happen for you. But you've got to understand and have clarity around the actual goal itself. So I kind of, to myself anyway, I discredit all my number goals. They mean nothing to me. It's not about numbers at all. So something I speak a lot about is time freedom, right? Freeing up your actual time through passive income. The reason that's so important is to discover the world, to discover yourself, to have the time and the flexibility to do what you want with your time. And so that's the ultimate objective. So that's kind of how I approach goal setting. So whether we're talking about a small goal, like I want to work out for 30 minutes a day, or you're talking a big goal, like I want to retire in five years specifically for these reasons, it's important to not just write down a goal or think about it, that's even worse, and then just forget about it and go, oh, well, that's five years out. And next year, well, it's still four years out. Because you're not really making progress towards those in most cases. You're just letting them fly by the wayside. So I come back to them at minimum quarterly, most often monthly. That's kind of my frequency. And that's where I check in with myself. And I do the vision boarding stuff and different things. And it changes and it's okay. Like there's plenty of goals I set out to achieve in a particular time frame and then realized halfway in, either A, I don't really want that goal after all, or B, What if I did this instead? You don't have to stay locked into one black and white thinking, and and that's the only way. So be adaptable. But the point is that you're consistently pushing yourself to grow and to expand and to learn. And I think that's the most important part is you're holding yourself accountable. That's the monthly check-in. That's the quarterly check-in on your longer-term goals. And not to get all crazy and, and like weird, but there's so much, I believe, power to envisioning. Like this is what my life is potentially going to look like. These are the things I could do, the vision board, whatever. I think if any of the listeners have read Think and Grow Rich and stuff like that, that's just one example. It's a widely known book, but there's a lot to the power of visualizing your future. So I'm a big believer in it. So I would recommend that people at least try that (laughs) for a certain amount of time try it for six months and see what happens and check in at least monthly. Perfect. Okay.
2: So that was number two. Number three is to volunteer your time and seek mentors. So I really like this point because you you've written a blog post before about the knowledge hack. And, and I talked about this on syndication school. And essentially the knowledge hack is you're able to save a year, two years, a decade, however much time by simply having a mentor. I went into kind of, specifics on exactly what you should want out of a mentor, because if you want to have that knowledge, you want to reduce that time, they need to be doing what you want to do, they need to be successful in it, because the entire purpose is that they are there to help you navigate any of the trouble areas, the common mistakes people make, so that you're not spending 10 years making mistakes that you could have easily avoided by having someone who has already made those mistakes or knows not to do something that is going to ultimately lead to a mistake. So here you mentioned that you can consider either hiring a coach, spending money, but obviously mentorships can be pretty expensive and if you're just starting out, you may not have money. Again, don't use that as an excuse not to have a mentor whatsoever because you gave a second option, which was to consider volunteering your time to add values to other in exchange for mentorship. So this is essentially how I started working for Joe. So I wanted to ask where that idea come from. Is that something that you did? Or did you see someone else do this that made you realize the
1: power of getting a mentor through that particular strategy? I don't know, to be honest with you, where this initially came from. What I can tell you is I've done both. So I've paid for mentorship and coaches. I've also volunteered my time as well. And I think that's the most widely missed aspect of it is everybody's out there looking for the knowledge, right? And what you run into when you Google is mentorship and coaching and these programs and these seminars and you're thinking god this is thousands of dollars i don't have thousands of dollars i guess i just can't do it and that's what a lot of people think but it's just false because i'll give you an example about two maybe three months back a guy reached out to me through i don't know if his bigger pockets or somewhere online and he says hey i noticed that you've launched this instagram And that you're gaining followers and whatever. And he said, that's my specialty. That's what I do. And so here I think, oh, here comes the sales pitch. How much do you want? And he goes, listen, he said, I'm also a real estate investor out here in California. And he said, I'm doing this fourplex and I have an estate property. And I just have some questions. He said, I like some of the blogs you've written and whatever. He said, so here's the deal. I would run your Instagram and help you gain followers since I know how to do that. If you'll mentor me once per week for an hour. So we did this for, I don't know, two months or something like it didn't last forever. But it classic example. So I could give him in a very focused, structured way in enough time, instead of doing the 15 minute calls that I traditionally do with folks, I could really dedicate to what specifically he was trying to achieve. I sent him resources, I sent him books trying to go above and beyond because I thought it was so cool. Just because that's such a thing that I am an advocate for. I just kind of wanted to Go above and beyond with it. But that's a classic example. Not that I'm anybody special or famous, but it's like I knew more than he knew in certain areas. And those certain areas is where he was trying to go. And he could have equally gone and paid whatever, five grand or something to get some kind of program. But he leveraged me instead. So he could have charged me five grand and then he could have turned around and and then bought a mentor or something. But the point is two groups of people, like you mentioned, those that have the money to hire coaches and mentors, that's perfectly fine and very efficient and effective (laughs) in most cases. And then volunteering your time if you don't, or maybe a combination of both. And some of my mentors, by the way, are the way I add value is we're just swapping experience in the investing space. I'm saying, hey, I've invested with these groups over here and this has been my experience. And they're saying, well, I've invested with these groups and here's my experience. So we're both being a mentor to each other and it's free, but it's adding value on both sides. And one last thought on that, one of my nephews, I have four, is about to go into college. So this last 12 months, as he's deciding what to go to college for, I've been telling him, to add value to folks in the industry that he thinks he wants to work in because he's changed his mind. He wants to be an optometrist and then a this and then a dentist. And then I'm like, just go volunteer your time. Even if it's like pushing paperwork or something, just do something that you can do legally, be a janitor and just like pick their brain, you know, just like be immersed in the environment and see if that's really what you want to do. And I think he did that to an extent, but uh, not as much as I would have wanted him to do it. So anyway, that's my thoughts on that.
2: So for that example, kind of the approach that he used was he had a, a goal, you know, he wanted to invest in this deal. And he, again, knew the power of mentorship and knew exactly kind of what he needed. And so he sought out someone who could give that to him, could be that mentor. And rather than just emailing Travis and saying, hey, I listened to you on a podcast. Here's all my questions that I want to have answered. He instead thought, okay, well, what can I do, rather than just pay Travis, what can I do in exchange for that help, right? And in this case, he offered to help you with your, your Instagram account, because as you said, you mentioned that you had started it. Maybe you didn't specifically say, hey, if anyone wants to help me with the Instagram account, please email me, right? So it's not going to be the obvious, it's the point. So yeah. if you have a mentor, the way you can add value might not be super obvious. For me, Joe actually asked for help. But sometimes they might not necessarily be asking for help. You can just listen to them and be creative and, and attentive to figure out what it is you could, you could help them with. And then one thing, if you really want to get someone's attention is kind of following the Travis example. And you can let me know if this is true or false, but obviously it's good to offer to do something for them in exchange for something else. What would have been even better, in my opinion, is if he would have proactively had a plan for you already. So that, hey, Travis. I did this for instagram here's my five-step plan in order to get you to go from this many followers to a thousand followers and then not even asking for anything in return whatsoever and so you see this guy I'm like oh my god this guy just gave me this information for free and then once you've actually addressed the needs of that individual then you can say hey by the way do you mind help me out with with xyz again not necessary but maybe if you want to get some massive big time 20,000 unit apartment investor to be your mentor, that's probably the approach you're going to have to use. You're going to have to kind of just put all your cars on the table first and then ask for help afterwards. So be more proactive in your value adding as opposed to being exchange type of deal.
1: Excellent. Yeah, totally agree. And for those listening that are thinking about this concept, think about this. It's a super, super competitive world out there. There are lots of people right now especially on the online stuff, since we're all kind of at home and a lot of folks are out of work, a lot of people out there looking to work for free. So if you're thinking, well, I'm worth this much money or this much per hour, or if you're letting your ego kind of get in the way, there's a lot of missed opportunities with that. And you don't always have to start working for free, but to your point, the more detailed, the more precise, the more you can stand out and add value, the better off you're gonna be. Just food for thought to wrap that up. All right. Well, I think what
2: we're going to do is we're going to stop at those three and create a little bit of anticipation and maybe make people go to the <laughs> blog to get the last two, number four and, and number five. So want tips number four and number five, go to the blog, joefairless.com. And then it's five tips from navigating 2020. The blog post goes live the 29th of July. So check that out for those last two tips. The first three was to educate yourself. Number two was to Redefine your goals, making sure you're focusing on the kind of underlying why behind that dollar amount. And the number three is to seek out a mentor, either financially paying them or by adding value. And for all those, we gave countless examples of what Travis does, what people he talks to do, and the kind of overall
1: advice on that. So, anything
2: else you want to say before we wrap up?
1: We saved the best two for last. Go check it out. (laughs)
2: There you go. Well, best of listeners, thank you as always for listening. Have a best ever day, and we'll talk to you tomorrow.
0: PropStream is an all-in-one platform that gives you the tools you need to reach more leads, book more meetings, and close more deals with less work. With PropStream, you can find vacant and off-market properties, locate potential investors, or gain invaluable market insight in seconds. PropStream also features state-of-the-art marketing tools that allow you to send out direct mail postcards and ringless voicemail which will help you close more deals with less stress. Visit your 7 trial.com to start your free trial and experience all the amazing features PropStream has to offer. That's your the number seven dayfreetrialcom trial.com. The Corporate Investor Podcast is geared towards successful corporate employees with high income jobs looking to create a second stream of income. You'll hear from successful real estate investors on the show as they describe how they got started investing while working their full-time corporate job. Listen and subscribe at thecorporateinvestor.com. That's thecorporateinvestor.com.